0: Welcome back to a brand new episode of Is It Canon, the show where we dive a little bit deeper into God's Word, what God has placed on my heart uh, to share with you. And so hopefully this message will touch your heart, will uh, spark a a fire in your soul, plant some seeds that um, maybe get your life going in a, a different direction, you know, and um, And so this week we're going to be talking about prayer. Um, Prayer is a very, very important thing in the Christian walk. Um, Prayer, I like to see it as, since the Bible, the Word of God, is the food for our souls, then prayer is the water for it. Um, You can't have one without the other. They are interlocking. They are very much... Dependent. And just like in your natural body, if you only eat food, you're going to be dehydrated. And if you only drink water, you're going to be now malnourished. And so having this balance between prayer and feeding yourself with the word is very crucial. And that's kind of what I want to approach this message as and um, uh just give you a better understanding of how those two work together but mainly i want to focus on on prayer especially this week this week is a a holy week we observed palm sunday last sunday and then this sunday is actually easter uh yeah this year has flown by i personally cannot believe it. it is already already easter um, but nonetheless, it is an awesome week in history to observe um, just the sacrifice that Jesus made in reading through the scriptures. Um, it has really touched me and uh, made me reevaluate a lot of things in my life. Um, so don't forget the, the price that Jesus had paid for us on that cross so many years ago because it is still relevant to us. Today, when I first really started to develop my walk with Christ, I realized something that, um, sure, I've been—I'd uh, grown up in church before. Um, I knew somewhat the Word. I knew kind of who Jesus was, what He meant for us, um, what He had done. I knew it in my head, but I didn't know it in my heart, and so. I went to a conference this weekend and someone else uh, who was preaching there uh, confirmed that, that I, w- I really wasn't alone in feeling that way, but um, I knew Jesus in my head and I didn't know Jesus in my heart. And so I think prayer is a a very, very good start to, to really work your mind around um, re- renewing it. And also sowing seeds into your heart that you actually see change in your own personal life, because if you know Jesus and you act as if you still do when you were uh, before you were saved, then what's the point of really being a Christian? A a Christian is one who wants to improve themselves through Christ, wants to have Jesus provide for their every need and direct their every step because ultimately they know that God has a better way for them. And sure, I'm not perfect. I am definitely not perfect. I turn away from God every single day. But prayer is that thing that brings me back. It brings me back to my knees to humble myself before God. That's what prayer does. It reminds us that we need to humble ourselves. But not only that, it tells us It uh, helps us realize that we need God to step into our lives. And so prayer is that invitation uh, to God. God, I need you today. I need you. And I really like this quote that uh, a day without prayer is dishonor to God. Because basically what you're saying is, oh God, well, I'm not going to pray today. So, I really don't I don't need you today. I got it on my own. But that is such a a foolish way to think about life because I don't care if I am going through a good time or a bad a bad time. I need Jesus. I really really need Jesus in my life. I I am going to pray to God on how do I get how should I get to work today? God, what should I say to my coworkers? How can I provide a need for someone else that I'm not aware of? Lord, open my eyes, renew my mind. Let me see life through your lens. And so prayer is a crucial, crucial thing in the walk with Christ. And so uh, we're going to go into John 2, verse 1 through 11. Uh, I'm reading in a paper Bible, so uh, (laughs) yeah, those things are rare nowadays. But um, uh, we're going to be in John 2, verse 1 through 11. This is the wedding at Cana. And uh, if you're like me, you've probably heard this message taught before in the lens of Jesus was honoring his mother and his father but i I kind of wanna a key in on the second half a half of this story um that Jesus that Jesus provided something way better than uh anything else. So let's jump right into it. okay, so verse one it says, the next day there is a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply had ran out during the festivities. So Jesus told him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, that's not our problem, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Standing near were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold about 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, Fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, he said, Now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he says. Then, when everyone has a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine, but you kept the best until now. This miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. So there is a lot to unpack that that was a larger portion of scripture than we usually read Um, if you have the bible verse like a bible app like me you'll get a a one to two verse uh, verse of the day that you read and it's like oh it makes me feel so good it's it's so nice Um, but kind of unpacking scripture is is really important to do in our lives uh, just to get a whole picture of what's really going on what's the context what's the what's the story behind this verse and so, I want to uh, I want to sh- show you why uh, I think this was such a good sign for Jesus to do for his first ever uh, miraculous sign to to reveal to everyone else, because uh, when we rely on Jesus to make uh, to meet our needs, his wine is so much better than we could ac- uh ask for, and so. You could replace the word wine with patience, with kindness, with graciousness, with humility. Jesus provides all those things for us, and when we try to provide them for ourselves, we ultimately run out. Just the very existence of our earthly being is finite, so even our bodies have a time limit, and so everything else also as a time limit our goodness that we think we can provide which really isn't all that good compared to God's goodness because he is the only true good in this world um and we are lucky enough that he lives through us that we can be a vessel for him but ultimately what we think we can try to provide if i mean i i Pride myself in thinking I'm a patient person, but I get around those people that really test my patience, and I begin to question myself. So I run out of that, uh, and I'm sure you can relate relate too. Um, I, we get tired, we get exhausted, but Jesus's wine is better than what we could provide, and it uh, it doesn't cost Jesus what it can cost us. Uh, Jesus is self-sufficient. Jesus is God. God created everything. In the beginning, there was nothing. It was without void. But he created this beautiful image of humanity out of nothing when he spoke us into existence. And so that's why we pray. That is why we pray, because we need Jesus to fill us Every single day with his wine. And so it's uh, very important for us to be a new wineskin. Because uh, the passage of scripture that talks about putting new wine in a new wineskin. Means that this new wine will expand. Jesus's um, gifts expand in our lives and they grow. And we have to be able to grow with that. So if you're, if you're in a comfortable space, like I read so many times in the Old Testament, you're, uh, you're comfortable where you are, and if Jesus poured into you a new thing, you're going to get overwhelmed. You've, you're going to feel like you're going to break. But that's why we need to pray that God gives us the strength to grow, to remind us every single day that we need jesus we need to pray for our brothers and sisters we need to pray for our circumstances for our nation um we need to pray period every single day and maybe this is something that you haven't realized but um prayer is a discipline prayer is something that takes work because when you first start trying to pray it feels weird it's, it's, it's weird. You're, you're like, God, do you even really hear me? Um, and then you get kind of used to it and you're like, yeah, I've prayed a couple of times. It's not that weird to me anymore, but it's just not really a habit. Um, but it needs to be a discipline in our lives, just like working out, taking care of our physical bodies. We need to take care of our spiritual bodies just as much if not more, I mean, we need to have a balance between spirit, mind, and body. Like uh, uh, All those things need to have a balance so that we can work efficiently and on this earth through God. But just like working out, uh, we need to pray every single day as a discipline. And something about a discipline is the more you do it, the more, uh, you actually desire to do it. So I, I usually work out, but lately I'll be honest with you. I've, I've fell short. (laughs) So, uh, we had a, a ice storm a couple of months ago, um, that shut down my part of the country for about, uh, a week or so. And I got out of that rhythm this year I was doing really good, I was I was in the gym a lot, uh, working out, I, I really felt like I had a good schedule going on, but that week, the first couple of days, I was like, man, I really need to go to the gym, um, but I was slacking off and not actually carrying through that discipline, I lost my desire to go to the gym, and uh, it took me a little bit to actually start going against to start doing it more as a discipline and so prayer is just the same way to make sure that you're doing it day in and day out uh, is key is very very important Um, so just start off with a little bit start off with 30 minutes start off with 10 minutes if that's what you're comfortable with like we all start in different places but make sure you do it every single day maybe for the first week of praying you pray for 10 minutes at the start and end of your day and then you add a little bit more time and you add a little bit more time and you don't have to sit there and pray for 40 minutes straight or an hour straight because uh our lives are busy I get that. My life is busy, and I, it's hard for me to just get an hour of prayer in. And so uh, one tactic that I really like to, uh, that I really wish I could achieve one day is that I only pray for 20 minutes, but I never go 20 minutes without praying. And so praying all day, is a task, but if you break it up, it's more manageable, and it's something that, like I said earlier, over time, we, we desire prayer. We realize that our lives are messed up. Our lives are not great without Jesus interceding on our behalf, and so prayer isn't, um, isn't like, God working to make something happen, Jesus has already made it happen. Jesus has already won your battles for you on the cross. Prayer is our way of accepting that, accepting God's gift that he freely gives to us. And so, I don't know if you're like me, but as a musician, I am very much influenced by the music that I listen to. I find a lot of good ministry in music. And so if you know the song Another in the Fire by Hillsong United, um, the first verse of that uh, starts off by saying, there's a grace when the heart is under fire, another way when the walls are closing in. And when I look at the space between where I used to be and this reckoning, I know I will never be alone. Jesus is always with you. Jesus is never too far away from you to to reach you and you can never run away too far that Jesus can't find you again. All you need to do is call out to Jesus because he is King He is Lord he is the Alpha and Omega he is the beginning and the end he is everywhere in between. He is right there for you, exactly at the moment when you need Him. And frankly, we need to work our minds in a way to realize that we always need Him. We always need Jesus to save us from ourselves, because we can be our own worst enemies a lot. Jesus tore the veil so that separation between being in the presence of god to uh in the old testament uh it talks about in leviticus that uh the tabernacle was a very holy place that people could worship in the outer ring of the tabernacle and only the tribe of levites could go into the holy place of the tabernacle. And then once a year, the high priest could only go into the holiest of holies once a year to purify and uh, redeem the nation of Israel with a sacrifice. And so Jesus tore that veil. It is no longer in existence for us. When we accept Jesus Romans 10:8 through 10 says that, uh, in fact, the word is very close at hand. It is on our lips and in our hearts. And that message is the very message of faith that we preach. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and openly declaring your faith that you are saved. And when you do that, you can freely enter the presence of the Lord. And so, in closing with this message, I want to leave you with this, with this thought. That um, pr- uh, power doesn't come in volume. It comes in who's supporting you. And so, when you're trying to pray those prayers... And you don't think it's loud enough, so it's not going to be powerful enough. Um, no, if it's a godly prayer, it is powerful. It does not have to be in front of a microphone in front of millions of people for it to have effect, because the power the power comes from God. And so it says that the prayer of the righteous people work. Righteous people not perfect people. Righteous people, people that have been made clean by the blood of Jesus Christ and rely on Him. Those are righteous people and those prayers work. Those people who continue to renew their minds to a kingdom mindset have the best prayers. Period. And so, Jesus left us with a a very good prayer. If you are unfamiliar with the practice of prayer, uh, Jesus prayed so much that in his three years of ministry, he did not waste a single moment to pray. He would go in the middle of the night. He would go in the early morning. Every chance he got, he prayed so much, and the disciples really picked up on that and asked jesus how do we pray and he left us with a very good prayer the lord's prayer and it goes our father who heart in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. And that's just a start. That is just an example to what we need, we need to pray about. We need to acknowledge the Father and His goodness. Acknowledge that His, way are, His ways are higher than ours. We need to pray for God to provide for us. And he already has, but for us to accept the provision for us. And to forgive others and forgive ourselves. We can be our own enemies sometimes. And so uh, with that, lead us not into temptation. Take us away from the evil that we continually try to put ourselves in and deliver us from evil. Amen. That is a a very powerful prayer. It is There is no such thing as a baby prayer. And so, just remember, if you imagined your favorite celebrity, or the Queen of England, and you were to have a conversation with them, I imagine you would be very, very, very focused on every single word they were saying. And that's how we need to approach prayer. We need to humble ourselves. We need to allow God to respond in our lives and speak with a clear direction, not letting our minds wander on every single thing. But Lord, I have a mission with talking to you. And there are times that, I get it, you need to talk to God about your day, but make sure you have focused prayers, that you're really drilling in to one certain thing, and that's what makes uh, makes a really, really good uh, prayer warrior, their ability to focus in and hear God and hear His Word. And with that, let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for this listener right here. I thank you for the blessings they have in their lives. I thank you for activating their gifts. I thank you for speaking into their lives that your voice becomes clear, that they're able to pick up on that whisper of you, Lord, whether it be your Holy Spirit speaking through us, or confirmation through visions or dreams or the words of other people, Lord, let us be intently focused on you. Let us be in awe and reverence of your glory. Lord, like I said earlier, you are the Alpha and the Omega, you are the beginning and the end, you are everything in between. And you will never be farther away than my own breath. You are closer than the breath inside my lungs. Lord, I thank you and I praise you. Give us the strength to carry on with our days with you in mind. Let us walk as if we have the Holy Spirit as a dove resting upon our shoulders. Lord, Thank you for showing us life through your magnificent, holy lens. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Is It Canon? I really enjoy making these episodes for you guys every month. So if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it, liking it, subscribing to the podcast channel. Anything like that helps me make better content for you. And so, hopefully I'll see you around the next time. This is Canon, signing off.